morning, everyone. So today for my homily, I'm just going to go over um, the gospel today that's really teaching us about how we are to pray. How do we persevere in prayer? And in what way should our prayer look like? So first, starting off, it says, Jesus went away from there and withdrew to the district of Tyre and Sidon. So just a little background, Tyre and Sidon are two cities in today, what's modern-day Lebanon. And these two cities were pagan cities, right? So they're basically non-Jews. And so he was in this area where there was a lot of pagans. And it says, a Canaanite woman from that region came to him and cried out, and she said, Have mercy on me, Lord, son of David. My daughter is severely possessed by a demon. But then it says, he did not answer her a word. Okay, so there's a woman, she's not a Jew, and she, she asks Jesus to heal her daughter. Now Jesus says, in the, in the Gospels it says, so she's asking, she's crying out, she's approaching Jesus, sometimes we cry out to Jesus, we ask him for something, and she says, have mercy on me, Lord, son of David. So she's actually acknowledging Jesus, even though she's not a Jew, that he is the son of David, and she calls him Lord. And she says, my daughter is severely possessed by a demon, but then it says, he did not answer her a word. So let's look at this for a second. So Jesus is just silent. He doesn't push her away and say, leave me alone. He actually is just silent. So sometimes when we pray and we ask for something, Jesus can be, he can be silent, right? And so this is a challenge to our faith. Jesus is challenging the woman's faith. Sometimes there are moments we get our, our prayers answered, but it's going to come from sitting in silence and waiting for Jesus to speak. Not necessarily answering our prayer always exactly the way we want, but sitting and being with Jesus. And so he doesn't pull her away. And then it says that she, they just kept on walking. So, and then the disciples get annoyed. She's set, the disciples are, basically, she's following them. She's still crying out after us. And now the disciples, they basically tell Jesus, just do what she wants because she's driving us crazy, basically, right? And so we could say that the disciples are acting like intercessors, right? So, you know, in heaven, you know, when we ask all the saints, pray for us, go tell Jesus, I want this to happen. This is similar, except the disciples are not really exactly doing it in a nice way. They were just like, get rid of her. You know, they're trying to get rid of this lady. And so it shows that now people are coming to Jesus on her behalf, the Jews, the other Jews, the Jews, saying to Jesus, please do this for her because she is persistent. And so now, instead of Jesus being silent, it sparks a conversation. So Jesus tells them, that this is not why I came right now. He says, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. So what is Jesus' main goal? Remember, when he came, the Jews were promised first the Messiah was going to come for them, right? So they were promised because they were part of God's family, the covenant, right? And so... Jesus was supposed to go to the Jews to convert them to believe in him and to repent so that the Jews were going to act like priests to the rest of the world and they were going to go out to the rest of the world 
to share the Messiah. So Jesus' main mission was go to the Jews, and then the Jews go out. It was their mission to evangelize the entire world. But then Jesus says something peculiar here, something interesting, something that could be a little confusing that I want to focus in on. He says, so she, she continues her persistence, so she doesn't give up. So here we have two times Jesus has refused. Once he's silent, now people are begging. She doesn't stop screaming out for help. And, and Jesus just says to the disciples, he begins to speak, I'm not here for this. And she is persistent, even she goes even deeper. She now basically kneels before him, humbles herself, and she knelt before him saying, Lord, help me. And then now he has a conversation with her. He says, it is not fair to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. Okay, the dogs. And then why does, then she admits, she says, yet Lord, even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. So it's hard for us to understand, is Jesus insulting her by saying to her, you know, don't, I'm not here to throw the, it's not fair to throw bread to the, to the dogs. Okay, so what, is, what does that mean? So there's a few different ways to interpret this. There's a few different things, okay? Remember, usually when someone asks Jesus for a healing, Jesus asks the question, he says, do you believe that I can do this, right? So remember, Jesus is always looking for faith inside of you when you're praying. He's looking for faith inside of me. Do you have faith, Father Kevin? Do you have faith to be persistent in your prayer? And so now there's a challenge. He's revealing, remember, the Jews used to consider people who were pagans to be like dogs. But why? Remember, the Jews have light. So we can't imagine the world like this because we don't live in this world. Imagine there's a very small sect, the Jews. They're the only ones with, with light, with some light revelation from God of how to live. And so the pagan world was so dark, far worse than even our country today. You think our world is going bad. Actually, the time of Jesus was far worse the pagan nations, they would, they would sacrifice their children on altars to pagan gods. They would do every kind of immoral sin, selling people into impure immorality. The things that the pagan nations did and they just thought it was normal, idol worship, witchcraft, the entire city just is basically just doing witchcraft. So we can't imagine a world where the entire cities are basically like maybe a synagogue of Satan doing all kinds of... We can't, we can't fathom it because even people who are not religious, they're affected by our Christian culture today. It's actually limiting the amount of evil. Now it's getting worse, but it's still... We don't understand how evil it is. So what he's revealing to her, it's, it's saying he's pointing to her sin, Right? So he's pointing, not that she is directly a dog, but you're living like a dog, right? So some of us, maybe in this church, maybe we 
could be living like the dogs. Now remember, when the prodigal son, he went out to go live in this sinful city, it says he became so want of hunger, he was living with the pigs. He became like the pigs. He was eating with the swine. He became in like a pig-like state. So when we're in sin, we're in darkness. We're living like the creatures. We're becoming like the demons. Our bodies look like the demons that we worship by our sin. So he's revealing her sinful-like state. Imagine if he just does what she asks, but he doesn't point out, oh, but there's something deeper. If I just heal your daughter, you might think everything is okay. Maybe it's not okay. Maybe there's something deeper that you need to acknowledge. And so when he says that, she says, Yes, Lord, even the dogs eat from the crumbs that fall from their master's table. So she's admitting the truth of his words. I have been living like a dog. She's admitting her sin, basically, but we still eat from the scraps of your table. So she humbles herself so much. She doesn't fight with Jesus and say, no, I'm not like a dog. She says, no, I have been living like a dog. So imagine she's humbling herself, and then Jesus does. When she humbles herself and shows Jesus great faith, Jesus says, let it be done for you. Okay, very good. So where am I going with this? So, For all of us, we want to continue and persevere in our prayer. Jesus always knows what the answer is, but sometimes our sufferings in life are to lead us to be even holier. Not necessarily because we always, not necessarily we're like dogs necessarily, or we have a lot of sins sometimes. It's different for every person. But Jesus is trying to sanctify us from our selfishness, from ourself. Or maybe he's trying to purify you to make you the saint that he needs you to be. And so this is the whole step. It's silence with God first. Then people are coming to God for the person. We're all coming to God still. She humbles herself even further. She kneels. And then to the point of saying, wait a minute. I have sin that Jesus wants to deal with. And so then... She persists, and then Jesus does what she asks. Okay, very good. So this is a good, perfect for all of us today, how we are to be in prayer, right? Because too many of us a lot of times can go, Father, I've been praying so long to be healed. I would say never give up. Jesus this entire time was showing, I always hear you when you pray. He always was listening, And so the main point is, he's trying to save them, right? He's trying to save this person. And he's looking to get faith out of my heart. I can say, if it wasn't through certain struggles in my life and sufferings in my life, I don't think I would have ever received all the graces in my life, or I would only even think I would even be here as a priest, right? Because that comes through suffering, that comes through struggle, that comes through prayer, And so that is the main goal. Remember, Jesus is trying to save them. So remember, the pagans 
So this is another way to reflect on this that I, that I wanted to mention is look how much God loves us that even if we are in darkness, even if your sins are so bad and maybe we are living like the dogs in impurity, we're not repenting, we're doing all kinds of immoral things, worshiping false gods, Maybe me, some of you have been practicing witchcraft in your kitchen, like Finjan, I don't know what you're doing in your kitchen. Okay, maybe some stuff like that. You might not think it's bad, but it is really bad. I don't know. I don't know how we're living. And even then, Jesus says, look how he helped her. And that's why it's so important not to judge people, especially when they're in the depths of sin, that look how this woman had such deep sin And yet when she humbles herself before Jesus, in an instant, he does what she asks. Sometimes we think we're unworthy to ask God something. Or, I have so much sin, I don't feel comfortable coming to church. Or, look, Jesus is saying no. He he probably baffled them that even though he showed, you guys think of the Jews were thinking of her as a dog. And he's like, look. I love this person before me. If she shows faith, I'm going to heal her and everyone else. And so remember, those two port cities, Tyre and Sidon, Jesus mentions them another time. In the Gospels, Jesus actually does a lot of miracles for the Jewish communities. He does a lot of miracles. But they don't, a lot of them don't end up believing in, in him. And he says, Woe to you, Bethsaida. Woe to you, Chorazon. Basically, woe to you, Capernaum. He says, if I had done the miracles that I did in these cities to Tyre and Sidon or Sodom and Gomorrah, they would have repented in sackcloth and ashes. But you, my own people, who I did all of these things for, you have rejected me. And so... Jesus is basically showing the Gentiles are going to accept Jesus more than his own people. So let's reflect today. If you have sin, don't be afraid to come to Jesus, to ask for healing. And may we all be persistent in our prayer so that may Jesus heal all of us in this church today. Amen.